So, uh, son of a bitch. There's, here's two things. One, I forgot to say the thing at the beginning. Let's cut it and put it at the beginning. Are you ready to fucking die today? <laughs> okay, we'll do that. My, uh, my favorite beer that was somewhat like that was a light beer from someplace, and it was called, um, Sex in a Canoe. Do you know why it was called Sex in a Canoe? Somebody came up with it while they were having sex in a canoe? No, because it's fucking close to water. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the game. <laughs> ah, yes. Witty names for light beer does make it more refreshing. Welcome back, classmates and fellow adventurers, to episode 13 of Good Better Quest, titled The Nilbog is Dead, Long Live the Nilbog, or Birds of a Feather, Fish in a Barrel. Last time, Tack became a god. A god, y'all. But what will happen next? Will Tack lead the Kuatoa into battle with the Aarakocra? Will the goblins finally have a place to gob? How will the gang win this war? Find out this time on Good Better Quest. everybody to uh, good better quest i am your fungin master david hallman so previously on dragon ball z you guys interrogated akua toa convinced him that tack who was disguised as the nilbog that she was the nilbog like she was the og nilbog and y'all just kind of ran with it went back to the the bass base and convinced all of them that she was also the Nilbog, which was insane because when the Kuatoa believes something, like canonically in D&D lore, if they believe uh, in a deity hard enough, it becomes real. Wait, so, so they're the orcs? They're the 40k orcs of D&D? They're essentially the 40k <sighs> orcs of D&D. I'm not shitting you. <sighs> they're now my favorite race. <laughs> you may have fucked. We gonna find out today. Tack is feeling some godlike powers. She shot a seagull out of the the sky with blue eye beams. The leader of the Kuatoa questioned Tack for just one minute, and Durak fucking decapitated him and said, <laughs> and "said Who else wants to question our new god?" And no one wanted to. So now you guys have a battalion of a battalion. I don't know what a battalion is. You guys have a battalion of Kuatoa marching with you to the birdcage to uh, confront the tweeters. Wait, I thought that they were staying down there and we were heading up with like either just ourselves or something. They're, so they're marching with you. We talked about like, hey, it's a great place to drop them on. <laughs> To drop the birdcage on them, because they're all right there. The whole crew 
is is with you but i mean if you would rather tell them to stay at the base that is also a thing but like it's it's not a thing of like half of them are staying at the base and half are coming with you it's you are the you are the banner bearer they will follow you to the end of the earth yeah but if i have to roll again and they stop believing me i'm fucked up there in the birdcage <laughs> i will tell you right now you don't need to roll for shit unless it's it's something like you decide to come out of looking like the nail bog, then we're going to have a little problem. I but say we they're... bring them with us then, because they're like a yeah. battery for you. Yeah. Like, a I'm fish flavored out battery. of character, definitely concerned about staying in that form longer than maybe I should. In character. Fuck yeah, let's do it. Like, <laughs> I think we can do this in character. So, uh, Durak reaches over and grabs Tack's arm. And squeezes her real hard and, um, and, and kind of gives a little shake. He says, now everybody get on your knees and put your foreheads to the ground. They, they do that. Now, Durak then spins Tack around to him and shakes her by the shoulders. He says, look, get a hold of yourself. We got to do something here. We got a chance to take all these sons of bitches with us into battle. They're like ants, and you're their queen, and they will follow you. I ain't thought about much further than that. <laughs> I mean, that's that sounds like a solid plan. I don't see why we wouldn't just do that. So, should, uh, women and children, everyone, just uh, it's me? there's no there's no women and children. Oh, that's they yeah, all look like fish to me. You can't tell. How can you tell? <laughs> Act- but isn't that gonna mess with us getting to drop this birdcage on them? Don't, don't, don't put your gender normative stereotypes on these fish people. I was just trying to do that, like, women and children first. I'm like, ah, fuck yeah. Yeah, kill them Um, first. (laughs) That's not how I meant it. Um, but, but yeah, like, in character, isn't that going to kind of mess with the plan to... Kill the people who are giving you your power? Drop the birdcage on them. If we take them with us, then we can't drop it on them. Not if we, wait a minute. What's stopping us from dropping it on them? Why don't why don't we take all of the fish people, right, and get them all in a big circle, right? I line them up underneath the bird cage, right? But if they're coming with us, then we can't line them up. We're gonna bring them all with. Oh, I ain't told them to stand up yet. Come on, Tank, give me a little bit of credit here. <laughs> she has no business giving him any credit here at all. He's not a good plan maker. <laughs> we round them all up. We make them follow us out there. We put them up under the birdcage. Until we somehow get the birdcage to drop on top of them. I like this plan. I love it. I'm I'm proud to be a part of it. I mean, this sounds like a solid plan to me. I, I think you might need to run it past Siggy to make sure it's a good plan. But I think it's good. Siggy from about 10 feet away just starts. <laughs> okay, so it sounds solid. We'll do that. Moth comes up uh, into this huddle with the two of you, and she says, Honestly, this is the best plan I've heard, because the alternative is nothing. <laughs> Demko's <laughs> likes fish paste, so... <laughs> well, look, it's time to get to work. Durak um, takes his axe and uh, sort of shimmies his shoulders a little bit, gets ready, and he says, All right! Tech's gonna turn to them and cut off Durak. All rise! <laughs> they uh get up and they're very 
clumsily get up. They, I need you guys to realize that these guys don't have necks. They're basically, yeah, the the anchovies from SpongeBob is is what you're dealing with right now. Um, so it's it's them very clumsily trying to get up. You can almost hear the Scooby Doo bongos as some of them slip, uh, trying to get up. Yoinks! Yeah. <laughs> They, uh, so, uh, eventually they all get back up and they're ready. Choking on my beer while laughing at that reminded Sorry. me that we did not ask Nolan what he was drinking today. Nolan! What are you drinking? I'm drinking a dogfish head sequench because it's Florida and it's fucking hot all the time. It's already almost October and it's still 90 degrees and like it's lime and salt in a beer. It's like Margabirta Beergarita. Yeah. Before you guys get going again, Moth actually uh, pulls Siggy aside and uh, she she says, Darling, what you're wearing is gorgeous. It's wonderful. It suits you. It will not protect you for shit. Shade. Siggy, uh, very much about to do a little pirouette just to show off her, her leather armor, gets very sad very quickly. And uh, Moth pulls out from her, from behind her, a, uh, a set of chainmail that is actually... What what color is, is Siggy's current armor? like? So I have this this vision in my head that... Siggy really likes blue and purple. Like any any shade, you know, any yeah. kind of blue and purple. Mostly like, uh, think like uh, lavender and like sea blue. Okay, so so she she brings this out, and um, it's it's kind of the the same color palette uh, in a in a different design. And she says, "I found this chainmail back at the dugout and." Uh, did a little work on it just for you. Siggy uh, grabs it and she puts it on and she she looks at it. She brushes it off and she goes, you know, it smells a little like a goblin, but that's uh, that's something we'll handle as we go along. I love it. Thank you. It'll smell like more like you as time goes on. I, um, <laughs> does it have pockets? <laughs> it's chain mail. No deal. But... Weirdly she enough, have pockets. Weirdly enough, it does. Nice. <laughs> it's got one pocket. Oh, so it's got that like that very. Uh, it's what's, it's what's got the breast pocket. It's got... <laughs> <laughs> she's she's got her pocket protector in it. She's got her pocket protector and she's got a compass. She's got a couple of things. She's good. Yes, she's good. She is she is all set. And moth. She moth, would have a pocket protector. Moth ruffles <laughs> Siggy's hair and, and says, "Now let's go get him." Siggy um, uses thaumaturgy because she's very happy and she turns her eyes the same color as her armor. Nice. And and she wiggles her head and follows behind Moth because she <laughs> likes it. All right. So as, as you guys are marching, you actually get uh, closer and closer to the birdcage. As you get closer, you see again the, the cages hanging underneath this floating castle in the sky. And you see the... Um, the aura underneath it uh, glowing and looking up, you actually see once or twice one cage that is hanging underneath slowly starts to get pulled up. 
while another one is being let down. You, you kind of get the impression this might be the changing of the shift that was mentioned a while ago from, uh, I can't remember if it was uh, Big Tumba or Peter. I was going to make the terrible joke of changing of the nards. I mean, you still did, yeah. so yeah. there's that. Thanks for it's that. Out there. <laughs> With um, all due respect. <laughs> uh, you guys are, are approaching that, and uh, the, the recently promoted Kingfisher Walleye Raleigh looks to Durak and the, the Nilbog, and he says, Well, what you want to do now? Ain't got no way to get up there. You got any tricks up your sleeve, Nilbog? Durak is utterly worn out idea of earlier. Out of character, I definitely thought about this as we were walking up. I'm like, shit, we don't have the Tumba or Peter. We don't have Peter to like get us up there this time. How are we going to handle that? How far up is the birdcage? I would say, shit, hold on. Let me imagine football fields for a minute. 150 feet in the air, at least. that is not a football field, but okay. It's um, a football field and a half, motherfucker. Football no. field is measured in yards. It's half so a football that field. That is half a football field. That was cute. It's a football field in the air. <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker. This is, this is how I have been measuring shit in real life for like a week when I realized. <laughs> and now it's... Oh... God, I'm just, I'm going to walk into traffic. You guys enjoy the rest of this game. Yards are not feet, and and yards are also not meters. Well, and yards, that's why... Yards are multiple feet. Can we yeah. not just switch to the metric system? God damn it. Oh, anyway, God, please don't start on it's that. It's a football field and a half. <laughs> Siggy is going to go up to Tack and, and get her attention. She's going to get on her tippy toes. She's She's not going to get quite to where she needs to go. So she's going to go, Hey, do you think that they can make up some powers if we tell them that you can do it? Uh, I mean, we, we can definitely, <clears throat> we can definitely try that. It just, they need to make it up where I can levitate like everybody. Okay. Siggy turns around to the fish people and she throws her hands into the air and she says, Oh, Kuatoa! Y'all remember that power that the Nilbog can make her friends fly, right? Y'all remember that one? That's my favorite power. Her making, uh, Nilbog making their friends fly. It's, it's so good. All allies of the great Nilbog can rise up at the Nilbog's will. Yes, it is something we all know. They all know it. I know it. You know it. It is well known among all of my loyal followers. After Tack finishes, from like a hundred feet behind us, Siggy's gonna cast Thaumaturgy again in the sound of a trumpet blaring in the background. That's good. <laughs> Direct jumps a little. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> he looks at, he looks at Damacos to make sure he wasn't saint. <laughs> no, you were you were saint, but it's alright. <laughs> Think like Durak, pro- Durak probably farts a little bit when it happens too. Just <laughs> definitely. He he doesn't shit bricks, but there's definitely a little gravel. All right, uh, Siggy, I want you to give me either performance or persuasion with advantage. Either one, whichever you're higher in. 
<laughs> Unless well, they're both the same. They are both the same, and they are both negative one. Oh, can I no. help? Can can Tack help? Yes, absolutely. Okay. All right. Cool, because I have plus five to performance. <laughs> I rolled a ten. You you have advantage. Oh yes. I just rolled a nat twenty, son. Okay. Okay. All right. And I rolled a fourteen. <laughs> okay. Look. So the nat twenty with the fourteen. I think at when when Siggy's doing this, they're like, I don't I don't remember that story. Do you remember? Do you remember that story? And some of them are pretending. I remember that story. I was around before you. You millennials. <laughs> and then um, as soon as as Tack joins you in this, they're like, Oh, right. And suddenly. All of them gain... I was very specific about when I will it. Oh, you're very specific about when you will it? I did say when I will it. I don't that's want true. To that's true. That's true. I'm. That's my bad. You feel a strange new power. It's all these new powers that you're getting feel <laughs> unnatural. You are not used to having these. But each time you get one, it's something new. And for... <laughs> nice, Nolan. Sorry. Is that part of the power? That's part of it. Um, <laughs> she makes Siggy burp at will. What if that's the sensation, though? Like I was just, just like about to Walker? say. Like that is exactly what I was going to say. That's how you float. You you feel a rumble in your tumble, and <laughs> suddenly, like you, you whatever, like gas has suddenly formed in your stomach doesn't make your stomach protrude but it definitely makes you float uh like you're in water all of a sudden as you think about the ability to fly just direct float ass up oh well, of course this is the <laughs> second time this is the second time that Durak has been magically in the air in his many days he's done with this he's done with this. yeah I mean, he's holding on to his axe, and at this point, he's just looking at Damakos like, well, this may as well happen. <laughs> I, I like the visual of, like, Durak's butt is going first, so it's, like, legs and head down, and he's got his axe beneath him, and he's just like, fuck it, I'll like, just take Like me. Nana from Peter Pan? Yes. yes. <laughs> the axe looks like a pendulum of a clock. <laughs> when Damakos starts to levitate, he puts his arms out, and he starts rotating his tail behind him. <laughs> oh, God. That's nice. Um, so I'm going to gesture to Siggy and Durak. These two have already been to the birdcage once before, so we shall let them lead the way to the most best entrance that there is. Follow me, children! So you're bringing the, the Kuatoa with you. Like, do you want them to fly as well? I mean, that's what, that's what Durak said to do, no, and Ma said it was a plan. Leave them under it. I said leave him under it in a big circle so that when we dropped it out of the sky, it would land on top of the... Oh, that was your plan? Yeah. I have changed my mind. It is (laughs) more suitable for you to stay here and witness us as we ascend to the sky and bring down the... Witness. Tweeters. And if if you can get (laughs) into a real tight circle, like right right over over there. Yep. Around that guy. Around that guy. They, uh, I would. L- you should sing my praises as I am up there loud enough that I can hear you. <laughs> as, as they begin to to sing and chant about the Nilbog, you you see a cloud shooting from the uh, the birdcage, and upon closer inspection, 
it's it's small black dots and and even watching it more the the dots are getting bigger and you realize oh the tweeters are coming towards the kuatoa i might have fucked up that sneak attack guys <laughs> <laughs> they have with your eye beams uh, they I haven't meant noticed with the singing they haven't noticed you guys yet you you guys are are to them small dots off to the side they are coming for this large amoeba of Kuatoa, right under their base. We need to continue floating up there, though, because we can now drop the birdcage on all them bitches. Yeah, ignore it. Exactly. Let's go. Okay. Let's go. Birdcage. All right. So you guys are, are flying back up to the birdcage. Siggy and, and Durak, you remember the uh, the arch mage's tower that's right that's where we're going you guys fly through that window the archmage's corpse is still in there and you can tell no one's been in here moth sees it and she says well i guess he's a bit of a recluse and they just kind of figured he was onto something i'm uncertain you said previously that the cages are controlled from the archmage's tower that that's what one of the goblins told you. Is that true? Do I know if that's true? Can I cast detect magic in the archmage's office? <laughs> you well, absolutely no, can't. It's gonna be no, like turning right. a UV light on in a hotel room. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. That's okay. Can I can I do an investigate check to see if I can find the controls? Yes. Please give me an investigation check. Sixteen. Sixteen. You, uh, you're looking around, you find a few things that, like, could possibly be this. You find some levers that are, are uh, against the thing. You find some buttons. You find a table with glyphs on it and a uh, what appears to be a horned skull at the head of it. You're not certain which one would control this, but one of them definitely does. Siggy is going to turn to the rest of the group and she's going to say, guys, listen, there's a lot of buttons. We're going to do this scientifically and we're going to do it as Push quickly on. as possible. Right. <laughs> Siggy takes out her mace and starts swinging, like trying to hit buttons. Whack-a-mole with buttons. Just as many as she can. Just fuck it. Fuck it. We're going to get these guys out of the cages and we're going to get the birdcage down. No more controls. You're, you're hitting. So wait. You're hitting the controls. With a mace. He's annihilating them. She is annihilating them. They are. I didn't... I didn't give these There's controls... There's a lot of things you didn't plan for us to do. <laughs> AC or hit points. No, I planned... I had a feeling that you guys would try and smush him with the birdcage. I, I was also about that. I, I'm a, a god. <laughs> I mean, fuck it. Nolan, Give give me... Uh, one attack roll with advantage because I mean technically this is a sneak attack it doesn't know you're gonna do this I didn't know you were gonna do this I mean he's also a tinkerer right so don't doesn't Siggy have like some kind of advantage against machinations yeah I I do want to point and out she that could Siggy use that to just be smart yeah. <laughs> or you know scientifically figure out what those goddamn buttons do <laughs> with uh, that, I rolled a not natural 20. A dirty 20. Dirty a 20. You rolled a, mm, you rolled a nasty 20. <laughs> she a nasty girl. A nasty 20. So... 20. No second T. <laughs> 
Because she's not, she's, Siggy is not looking to learn how to use this. She's not looking to reprogram anything. She's looking to get the goblins out and to drop the birdcage. That's okay. it. Okay. She's got a grade to make. She's got yeah. a grade to make. So yep, I hear you. I uh, is it the levers, buttons, or glyph table she hits first? Oh, uh, I'm gonna say before we. Uh, I guess we you have to answer that question first. But uh-huh. I would like to look at the glyph table if uh, she isn't wrecking that shit first. It's it depends on what. I was, doing. I, was, I was like, but real was, talk, what would you probably do? I was going to say buttons first, just because buttons. that's like the obvious, just like, whack-a-mole! Okay, Siggy just wails on these buttons, and there a lot of things happen within the Archmage's uh, tower. A, uh, a, a wooden chest pops out of the wall and goes back in, uh, a, a recliner kind of falls out of the wall. All of these things seem to be compartments within this tower that keep like popping out and going back in and, and in rapid succession, some of them just straight up explode. The one with the wooden chest straight up explodes and the chest goes shooting out the window, um, out into the air. So that's gone. A heart-shaped um, bed pops up, the lighting gets real sultry, some Barry White starts playing. There is, there, I was gonna say, I was gonna say some ninja sex party, but I'm Barry White, <laughs> too. Um, so, you know, and, and eventually it's just, it just stops, there's sparks uh, of arcane energy, and everything just stops moving. Siggy so turns to everybody and goes, well, not that one. <laughs> a chest flew out the window, man. Okay, slow down for just a little bit, Six, because if we make too much of a commotion, some of them might come back up to us, and I don't think that's what we're aiming for. Siggy slowly lowers her mace from behind her head and says, Okay, we'll slow down. <laughs> Moth, come check out these glyphs with me real quick, see if you can read any of that. Moth takes a look at the glyphs and the table and everything, and she says, Yes, this is a you know, standard enchanting table. What what about it? Can we use it to drop the birdcage? No no. Um I don't know. That's, where you break we down can, all that's your not items. what I'm that's not what I'm going to school for. We can use it to um add fire damage to a dagger. We can use it to um for one point Oh, do we have time for that? Uh, do I put this axe on it immediately? Watch <laughs> it down. She she says, "Because uh, <laughs> I'm over here thinking about flaming arrows." <laughs> Durak, give me just roll roll a d twenty, just a straight luck check. Okay, fourteen. All right. She looks around the room and actually finds a crystal on a shelf above the enchanting table, and she uh, sets it on one of the glyphs. And she says, "I only know." Uh, a few of these, but but only one of them really for for weaponry. Do you um, you sure you want it on here? Dirac uh, looks at her for a moment. He looks at his axe, and then he just nods. Yeah. <laughs> I think Damocles is nodding with him, like looking over his shoulder, like what? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Ziggy's super interested too. I wanted to have a flaming bow and arrow. Thing. <sighs> okay. That's fine. Um, Moth he hits more anyway. closes her eyes 
and puts her hands on either side of the axe on the table, her hands covering two of the glyphs, and you see the eyes in this skull at the top of the table glow bright red. The lights begin to twinkle like stars in the sky, and as you watch more, you see that her eyes begin to glow with the same twinkle, and she looks at the axe, and you can follow her eyes looking at, at these different glyphs, and more glyphs appear over the axe, and it's as though these, these glowing floating glyphs appear out of thin air and slowly begin to attach themselves to the axe uh, as though they are burning themselves into the wooden handle and, and etching themselves into the metal of the blade. And um, Pause button. Is she in a trance right now where, like, maybe she wouldn't pay attention if someone did something to her? You draw a dick on her forehead? There. No, I want to take off her... I want to take off her mask. There is. I want to remove the mask is what I want to do. There is only one way to find out. Don't. I'm and just it's, saying, does she look trance-like? It is, she is very focused. I will say that. Uh, if this explodes. Derek, I don't want to mess up your axe, though. Yeah, for real, man. <laughs> you see that look in Tack's eye and you just kind of like elbow her like don't ruin this <laughs> you look over at Tack and you hear like the, the jackass <laughs> as she like twinkles God, I want to take it Durak no this is what happens Durak Durak looks at her and growls the way that a dog growls at its specialist friend you know it's like it's still it sounds awful but it's really not for real for real but it yeah. definitely sounds awful. So I wasn't going to do it anyway. <laughs> her talking to Derek. You're watching her do this. And then after these things have been etched and burned into the axe, she stops. The lights disappear. She lets out a long, slow breath. And she picks it up and hands it to Durak and she says you may not notice any change right now but if you attune to it tonight you will uh, certainly be pleasantly surprised I believe so I will tell you what that does later because you've got to attune to it but this thing is magic now so not knowing what it does I like the idea of Damakos like dropping his jaw and then putting the hand up to do the high five. And Durak and Damakos both do like the the Anchorman like new suits high five. <laughs> What's up, Nicole? How much time has passed since we saw the, the changing of the bird cages and us getting into the Archmage office? Uh, the initial getting into it. A few minutes. Three football okay, fields. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. I was just going to say, like, if it was very is... quick, then we could probably assume that the person that did the raising and the lowering was not from the Archmage office. 12 parsecs. Um, I have to handle a dog. I can't pause this. It's all right. She's squeaking the toy. Would, would Tack, like, point this out? Uh, it's okay. It... <laughs> 
It's all good. It's I'll tell you what's happening is is Moth, while she's doing this this enchanting, is accidentally stepping on the Archmage's corpse and is making a squeak noise. So that's this is all Foley work now. Yes. <laughs> this this is Foley work now. Don't worry about it. Um Got it. Thanks. Siggy is gonna pick up her mace again. She's just gonna look at the rest of the controls and just like eh? 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 How many levers are there? There are, I'm trying to remember how many goblins I said there were underneath the thing. Oh, in that case, pull the levers. <laughs> well, there are twice the number of levers that there are goblins. I can't remember off the top of my head. I am going to say 35. And anyone who wants to bitch and moan at me, number? I think it's been like three or three months since I said that number. So... Why is it every other turn there's an extra speaker? Are they in a s- specific like situation? Like some some levers are pulled down and yeah, some some levers are uh have been pulled and some are are not. Some of them are in a uh an upward position and some of them are in a uh horizontal So position. so it's it's like an electrical switch? No, kind of? it's it's like, like, it's like either there's an on or an off. There's no, none of them are half mass compared to the others. All of them, yeah, are either, are either on or off. And you see like a, a pulley weight system as well. Can one of us like hang out the window or like float out the window just to see what happens when one of them's moved? You, I mean, like you guys can still fly. So, sure. I mean, like, is there a window there that we could just go boop, boop? Oh, yeah. Look? Yeah, that's how we got in. Yeah. Okay, so Siggy's going to stand by one of the levers and wait for somebody to dip outside. Demico's okay, takes guys, off. I'm going to float down real quick. Just enough to pick. Okay, Demico's got it. Just like, uh, <laughs> except this time his tail's not propelling him. He looks like Godzilla swimming. Yeah. I was just about to say, you look like one of those dragons from Spirited Away. Yeah. Was, no, no, no. Yeah. Side to side, not up and down. Oh, okay. Yeah, side Siggy to side. throws a, flips a switch. Or a lever. Do you do you pull or push? Push, push. All right. So one of the ones is that's it going been up pulled, or down? Yeah, one of the ones that you that's been pulled uh, is now up. Damakos, you see one of the cages begin to retract up into the bird cage. Is there not another one coming down? No. All right. So I go back upstairs and I well I fly back in the window and tell them one of them came up. Siggy pushes all of the levers up. Uh. Uh, uh. Wait, you guys? That's Too late. Make it fall. Too late. Yep. <laughs> Too late. We can God. all fly. We you... can all fly. Yes, and uh, so the uh, you begin to feel the uh, all those goblins are gonna die now. The bird. Siggy cage. has already stated she doesn't give a shit if the goblins die. <laughs> I know. I and said nobody stopped her. You want to make an omelet? So the switches all go up. You feel the birdcage start to slowly descend. This thing is 450 feet in the air, if anyone wants to know. Durek is out the window. Out the window. Out the window. Yeah, I'm out. All right. It begins to fall. Durek's out the window. Tack, you said you're out the window. I'm out. Siggy and Damakos. Damakos is already out. Moth Moth goes out with you guys. The... The birdcage begins. And I don't to f- want to slowly float. I want to like hightail it to the ground, but like at a a ninety. Day, I don't want to land near either of these people groups. 
Yeah. Because I would like to be back to being my body, but I don't think I should be my body mid-flight. No, probably then not. I wouldn't look right. I like the idea of Damakos or, or Durek, like, rowing with his his axe in the air, <laughs> trying to get back to Earth. <laughs> Durek whistles, Durek whistles so loud that even in the air, uh, even as far apart as you are, you can hear it. And you see that he is just charging Superman style toward the ground. And it is, it is as, as Tack uh, uh, sort of wanted to happen at a, like a 45 degree angle away from the, away from the action, but close enough that when we land, we're going to be able to see it. And you better believe, you better believe he lands in a superhero pose. Three point stance. <laughs> three point Super, stance. Yeah, three point stance. Superhero landing. Siggy is, is slightly behind Durak, and she sees this, and she tries, but when she lands, she she over she overcompensated forward and just eats it. Just face into the mud, just and she so, stands so up. So just... has to land. Damakos flies just over Durak and just smacks him in the back of the head with his tail. And then just walks it off. <laughs> <laughs> For simplicity's sake, can I say that you guys are all kind of like within ten feet of each other? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Moth is is not is is the last to follow you guys, and as soon as she lands, she throws something on the ground, and suddenly you are encased. You are all encased in this smoky dome, and she says, "This ought to help." for the next minute here and as she says that you just hear crash Armors, like you hear yeah you you feel Can we say that once the smoke came up uh i grabbed her wrist and then went back to my original form all right you it hurts it it, it hurts, you feel your bones. I know, but I see myself being initially angry and afraid of what she's just done. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I want to be a little bit taller. That <laughs> might make me an ill-fitting clothes, but these things happen. It's okay. I, I would say she probably kept your other clothes and, and has them nearby for you. And I'm going to say, what the fuck did you just do? <laughs> she, she says, this is a spell called Liaman's Tiny Hut. It will protect us from the uh, incoming <laughs> there's just there's this roar and she's still talking you think and then she realizes and she just stops you see her cross her arms and kind of look uh, up and and she holds a finger up while this this rumbling and this this crush can I even sing her finger you said smoky in there it's like the it, imagine a bubble around you, and the bubble is made of smoke. Word, got it. Yeah, yeah. So you're in a tent of smoke, essentially. And she, you know, she just holds up a finger. The rumbling begins to quiet down. I, I would say in this time, you've had enough time to quickly change. Uh, probably tack if you wanted to change back into your regular shit. Clothes are just bomb. clothes. Okay, uh, I mean, yeah, if she's, if she's passed the... I like to imagine her explaining what the whole thing is and passing me the clothes just very nonchalantly as yeah. she's doing it. Yeah, like after, like after watching you horrifically shift back, by the time you're done, the rumbling is, is slowing down and, and you hear 
just a few just a few sounds of like rocks falling off of rocks you hear in the distance just one just one single voice my leg um, <laughs> it's beginning to smell a lot like almonds <laughs> you Ooh, almond chicken <laughs> Durak has to have said that canonically um please uh, <laughs> almond chicken <laughs> All right, it's Ken. And <laughs> and then following that, there is a deafening silence. And Moth waves her hand and Liaman's tiny hut is gone. And you look out and you see the aftermath of what's happened. There is nothing but a mound of gravel and metal and there are some places and feathers. and feathers of course there's feathers in the sky uh that are that are slowly drifting down one of them is is floating off in the distance you're sure it's got to be at a bus stop uh near a very simple man sitting on a bench with a box of chocolates <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> so you're you're looking at all this and actually you you see uh, you begin to hear footsteps behind you. Looking behind you, you can see Chief Tumba and the goblins that you saved from the bass base. Yeah, and the other goblins from the dugout. And he comes forward and he says, So, is done then. The, the basin to Tweedas is done, but... uh." So is half my clan. We didn't know what the leper was going to do when we did it. It's not a complete lie. Yeah, he nods and he says, no, I I understand. And, and he gestures to the goblins behind him and he says, honestly, this is a blessing in itself. I understand you couldn't save them all. And as he says this, some of the rubble begins to move. You see a few of the speakers uh, have turned invisible, but, but Chief Tumba is right next to you guys. He draws a sword that looks like it's made of sharpened bone. And he says, I swear to God, I will kill the next base of Twita coming out of this alive. And with this pointed towards the rubble. Well, I mean, they could do shields. Maybe they shield in themselves. You see. A piece of rock fall forward, and a speaker comes out. I knew it! With a with a blue bubble around him, and he says, Who the fuck pulled the levers? Points at Siggy. Who the fuck? Points at Siggy. Points at Siggy. <laughs> Durak he... raises his axe in the air like this guy. <laughs> I know it's a lie, but he does he this this goblin comes out and there's several goblins behind there's there's so many goblins coming out behind him and they all crowd around Durak and Siggy and they say I can't believe you did that you could have killed us all we would have been dead if we didn't have the magic power and then a few others are like oh my god thank you so much I can't tell you how awful it was in there they didn't have name brand LaCroix it was the worst <laughs> <laughs> Chief Tumba 
looks and he counts all of them and he says, this is, this is most of my clan. This is, this is my clan. He just rushes up to you guys and he, he wants a huddle. Like he, he calls you forth and, and he tries I to get. I thought you were going to say he wants a hug and he I was tries, really excited yeah, he, about it. He tries to do a big group hug with you guys as, as best he can. Um, I somehow worm out. <laughs> Give me a strength saving throw. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to oppose it because here's the thing. Durak, who's never really had an excuse or an opportunity to to like hug a family, is uh-huh. hugging his three compatriots oh, rather yeah. than Big Tumba. So, like, imagine him on the opposite side of this hug as Big Tumba, and he doesn't give a damn about the goblin. He just has his arms around his best friends. So, yeah. um, combat that, Damakos. That's a, that's a two. All right. Get hugged, Get bitch. Hugged. <laughs> Did you add your athletics to it, Doug? Nope. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I did. It's a negative one. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's a nine. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Damakos, you try to slip out of there, but Durak very forcefully just kind of squeezes tighter and uh, gets you all in there. I have to fight the fire with him. And uh, Moth is off to the side. Are you going to hellish rebuke on all of us for this? (laughs) I just just lay my head on Durak's shoulder. I think Siggy's trying to be very involved in the hug, but she ends up just, like, really hugging the shit out of Durak's leg. Like, a big tree trunk. She just, like, mm. So, as you guys are hugging, you guys are, are, you know, like, all in a circle. Chief Tumba is... Is Moth in this hug? She, Chief Tumba is shorter than you guys. So, like, he's he's trying his best, you know, trying to be a part of it. But you guys feel... The heartstrings in a circle. You feel them all taut and they're warm. And whereas it used to feel like, you know, just just a single thread, the tiniest thread, it feels like it grows a little bit. It feels like it's more the size of a, a small piece of rope. And it's you you can feel that tug just a little bit stronger amongst you guys. You can write it on your sheet if you want. From now on, no matter where you guys are, if you're separated, you know what direction your your other party members are. So if you guys are separated, you always know which direction to go to follow them. Like, But it's, it's just a straight line. Moth is off to the side. She looks at all of you. She's still wearing her mask. She reaches uh, into her bag and you see uh, the wooden trumpet. And she, uh, she holds it and she says, Well, I've got what I came for. I can go and study this at my leisure. Chief Tumba says... Uh, I don't know if we can be letting you leave with that. It's mighty powerful. And he he looks to you guys and he says, Do you trust her with something that powerful? Mm. 
I think I'm good. <laughs> Durak drank with her and swore oaths to her. I feel like yeah. I, I feel like I feel like Durak's gonna just just emphatically say, "Yep." Siggy walks over to him, and she she begins thinking, "What does trust really even mean?" And then she she hears the jingle of her new chainmail, and she looks down. She goes, yeah, I trust her. Chief Tumba looks to Tack. He says, I mean, it's three out of four, but I'd still like your opinion. Ugh. I'm, I'm going to turn him off. And just, like, all the seriousness in the world, like, eyes met. Let's have a moment. Yeah, she's just, she's looking at you. Can I trust you? Oh! Can just just straight up? Can I trust you? Is that what you're asking? Can I trust you? Is it a question of rhetoric? Should I trust you? <laughs> if we're gonna play that game, yes. should I trust you? So yeah, should I trust you is what I ask. She puts the trumpet in her pack. She says, "You should do what feels right. You should do what you feel." is the best way. And she she kind of begins to to kind of dig her feet in the ground, kind of kicking the dirt around and just kind of absent-mindedly moving her feet in the dirt. And she just kind of looks down and, and looks back up. She played tic-tac-toe with Durek in the dirt. <laughs> no! <laughs> but, like, you just... Like, she's just kind of... It looks like she's absent-mindedly moving the dirt around. I mean, this trumpet... I mean, Siggy blew it, nothing happened. We were but lucky. Also, no. We got very lucky at the placement because there was not a goblin around. Are you going to blow it? Or let anyone else blow it? I mean, it's part of the study. Eyeballs. I feel. I mean... I think it's all right as long as just. Are you gonna test as it long on as goblins? No goblins are around, but you know she's gonna test it on them. As long as there's waivers she... signed. How about a trade? You keep what? The trumpet, if I can have your mask. You see, she already has the trumpet, and she can kick our ass. She uh. She can't kick all their asses. <laughs> <laughs> you have a bubble in your pocket? Tack is Tack is taking the Area 51 raid yeah, no mentality shit. of this. She can't kill us all. She, she could kill you. Naruto running around. Uh, her. I want the mask. You don't understand how much I want this. She understand like she nods and she says, You've got an interesting arrangement here. Either I give you the trumpet and leave empty-handed, or I give you something that I came here for initially to help me in my studies and leave with the trumpet and that's it. Fine, then just show us your face. She puts, she pulls the trumpet out of the pack and lifts the mask up just a little bit and holds the trumpet towards her lips and she says, or... Nope, that's good. You're good. I'm sorry. I'm good. They trust you? Fine. Whatever, dude. She She calls her dude. She, <laughs> she lowers the mask and she uh she puts the um 
the trumpet back in her pack. And as she speaks, you hear a smile in her voice. And she says, my dear, I applaud you. I can't tell you how proud I am of what you just tried to do. But you need to know. You, you can't play something like this when you don't know what cards the other party is holding. And when she says that, she slams her heel into the ground and a blue light just shines and flashes and she's gone. And as you look at the ground, you see the absent-minded circle that she's been drawing uh, in the sand with her foot has actually been a teleportation glyph. Similar to the one that you saw uh, back at the school. And uh, Chief Toomba says, That was ominous as shit! <laughs> that, was, that was like, what the fuck just happened? Like, I'm happy my friends are okay, but like, what the shit, man? Can I ask a quick uh, question about teleportation yeah. and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if they're going to go, does its existence, like, do they all look the same? You said it looks like one that I saw at the school. Like, do all of them look the same? And when you, like, step on it, you're choosing which one to go to? Or is it like, they have to match? Like, green goes to it's green. It's part of the incantation. Kind of it's, it's, it's not necessarily the incantation, but it is, like, teleportation glyphs very uh, circle to circle. But I'm wondering if I could look at it and tell where she went. You can certainly look at it and copy them if you would like. Siggy, let me hold that notebook. I <laughs> Siggy gives her a notebook. I'm copying this shit down. Okay, give me an arcana check real quick. I was actually thinking Damakos was going to copy it on the back of his hand. Just like scribble, scribble, scribble. Oh, oh that's, that's a 19. That's oh my 19. god, my news dice don't suck. Goddamn. Okay. Yeah, it's 18 plus 1, 19. You start to scribble them, and for non-magic users, like, these glyphs are just glyphs. You know, they're just drawings in a notebook, but you manage to draw them pretty spot on. Like, you look at them and, and get them easily in the notebook. Is there still magic in the glyph? No. It's, no. these these symbol is burned into the sand into the dirt because i was going to cast identify but if it's not a magic item anymore or if there's no magic left i can't do that you can certainly do another arcana check sure i will do that uh it's a 14 could i aid all right yeah do, do roll it with advantage nolan it's a 24 okay you're trying to identify, like, what spell it was? Yes. This is a strange variation on a spell called Teleportation Circle. For the most part, a Teleportation Circle would need rare chalks, and the circle would need to be ten feet wide. But somehow, some way, she drew one, like, less than a foot in diameter, and was able to vanish. Chief Toomba is, is looking around at, at his clan, and he says, You know what? Weird drow ladies aside, my family is back, and I, I can't take you enough. And he says, 
Chief Tumba looks around and he says, Is there anything I can do for you? I, I owe you a life debt that I may never be able to repay, but is there anything I can do for you? Can you give us a reference to take back to our teachers to prove that we did this? I would like a letter of recommendation or a reference letter. That's <laughs> Damakos, D-A-M-A. Drek <laughs> is so disappointed. Just so disappointed. <laughs> Just, he growls at Damakos like he growled at Tack earlier. <laughs> you fucking that's funny to me because Durek's the only one walking away with a fucking enchanted axe now <laughs> right that's what I'm saying he got an enchanted axe we got all this cool shit David goes is like I want a letter of recommendation I would like one please <laughs> I, I was gonna take the burden of asking for that I was hoping you guys would ask for cool stuff it was very sicky. It was so... No, Durek's not going to be sad about having a good letter of recommendation. He's just going to give Damakos shit about it later. Siggy wanted... Or Damakos wants to take away the letter of recommendation from Siggy because she shot the fucking treasure chest out the window. <laughs> Can we find that treasure chest? Too late now. I got my letter. Bye. He, uh... He looks at, uh... At Siggy, who had the notebook, and says, uh... Do you got... A piece of paper by any chance. And as he asks as he asks that you feel the mission paper kind of vibrate in your pocket like a pager. Siggy <laughs> so takes it out and looks at it as she is handing Chief Toomba her notebook so that he can write their letter of recommendation. I'll kill you, Siggy. <laughs> I will fucking kill you. He he takes it and uh starts to try and write and the uh Mission letter continues to vibrate, and uh, are, do you open it and look? Siggy opens it up and holds it next to her ear like, uh, this is Siggy Widget talking, how can I help you? <laughs> I'm going to look to her and then look to the goblin guy. Thanks for the letter and grab the book. The the mission thing you, you see now has a line for a signature of completion. Siggy um, walks up to Chief Toomba... And grabs her notebook and hands him the piece of paper like Spider-Ham. I already grabbed your notebook. Okay, well, she walks up like Spider-Ham from Into the Spider-Verse and goes, (laughs) Sign this, sir? He he smiles and he touches the quill to the paper. And without him having to move anymore, like, he's just as surprised as you guys at this. His name prints onto the paper and the mission statement grows longer and longer with just random writing and random sigils you don't recognize. And uh, once it looks like it adds about a foot of paper to the missive, it rolls back up quickly into a roll of parchment, uh, shoots out of his hand, and lands at Siggy's feet. A large teleportation circle begins to branch out and and draw itself in the ground. Armor's up. <laughs> that the shit lasts 8 hours. <laughs> it just I like the fact that it like goes away. <laughs> yeah. 
it's automatic. It's not like I have to cast it. Yeah. I man, there's got to be a verbal component to it, and I really hope every time it's just. <laughs> so the teleportation circle begins to be drawn around you. The mission jumps back up into Siggy's hand. There's a flash of light, and you guys are back in the courtyard. Siggy lets out an enormous squeal. I'm gonna hand Siggy her notebook back. <laughs> Two she, squeals. <laughs> yeah, she's she is running, sprinting headlong for the headmaster to collect her grade. So, Siggy begins bolting towards the headmaster's office. <gasps> I imagine with the rest of you kind of in tow, maybe not at the same pace, yeah? Oh, tag's back to being tag. I roll and then just, like, sauntering towards it. Like. Absolutely. Like, I feel like Durag is just sort of lumbering. Keep Like, I, I feel like he would keep Tack sort of in his peripheral one way or the other. Um, and I'm assuming that he's walking next to Damakos. Yeah, my hands are in my pockets and there's just short little steps. <laughs> I'm off to the side by myself-ish because I'm pissed. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, duh, right? And uh, And I got my axe slung over my shoulder and I'm definitely whistling. And uh, Derek is definitely whistling. And yeah, I think we follow Siggy, but we don't follow her too terribly fast. It's been quite, quite a two days for you guys. And the sun is beginning to set when all is said and done here. As you all make your way to the headmaster's office, we see the sun go behind... Uh, a hill in the distance and the moon begin to glow and on the roof one of the tallest towers at the school a pair of silver eyes behind a wooden mask watch you make your way and you can't see it behind the mask but there is a smile in the eyes and that's where we'll end oh Yay. Anyway, thank you for joining us again on Good Better Quest. I have been your Fungin Master, David Holman, and I look forward to killing you soon. <gasps> yeah, that's pretty cool. Okay, thanks, bye. Yeah, Want more Good Better Quest content? Find us at finalplank.com or on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. This has been an episode of Good Better Quest. Good Bitter Quest is a Final Plank Meteor production. Our dungeon master is David Hallman. The players are Nicole Davis, Alan Day, Doug Hawley, and Nolan Lacey. Edited by Nolan Lacey. Intro music, A Prelude of Space by My Instant Lunch. Background music by Kevin McLeod. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you.